Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode today. Today, I have a very interesting guest who is a former CEO, now CTO, CISO of his own company. And we're going to talk about the interesting path that that took to get there. Uh, my guest's first name is Greg. Good morning. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Good morning, Jeff. So Greg Edwards, I'm the CTO, founder and CTO of Canari. And what Canari is, is it's, it's actually a company that I started out of an MSSP, so managed security services practice that that I owned. And back in, in 2017, 2018 timeframe, we were using best of breed next generation EDR and um, AV tools and ransomware was still getting through. And so what we did is build, actually one of my engineers came to me and said, you know, I think I've got a better way that we could stop ransomware. And so we built a system utilizing Honeypot or Canary Files, hence the Canary name, uh, to be able to stop actively running ransomware that, that gets past the traditional tools. So it's ransomware that's running on the system and we recognize and stop it in less than a second to minimize the damage to almost nothing. Minimizing damage seems to be a very relevant uh, conversation these days, but we're going to get to that. Uh, question number two is share with us the most fascinating or interesting aspect about being an experienced cyber professional, <laughs> maybe speech therapist in the future. Um, coming from the perspective of starting as a CEO and then migrating or promoting yourself to the CTO position. <laughs> right. That's like, perfect. Um, so I, I really think it's the thing that's the most interesting to me is the constant change and the way that hackers get in. That's the most interesting thing and what keeps me uh, excited and up at night. <laughs> On that, let's drill down a little bit more. You talk about how your company focuses uh, uh, with primarily MSP clients. From that perspective, you know we hear all day, every day that cybersecurity is is getting to be a much larger concern. Um, what does that mean to you from your perspective? So, I mean, what that means to me is really that. CEOs and boards of directors are starting to take cyber seriously. And that that means that they're finally waking up to, oh, this isn't just an IT problem. This is a cybersecurity problem being two distinctly different things and assigning budgets to those specific cybersecurity items as opposed to just lumping it all into IT. Right, right. It's now becoming an actual line on the PL because it is an operational department, not just an afterthought. Exactly. So on that, question number four, what insights or advice would you like to share with our community about stepping up and asking for that budget? Because honestly, you are now a department in the company. Yeah, for sure. And at don't be afraid to push for the budgets that you need. And, and as a cybersecurity professional, you've got to be a salesperson. And I, and that's hard. That is really hard for us cyber geeks out there. Uh, and but, but you can't be afraid to push for it and get what you need. So 
I my suggestion is to there's there's the sad thing is there's not ROI in cyber budgeting. And that's the first hurdle that you have to get over when you're going to the board or going to the CEO. And this isn't about ROI. This is about protecting the business and minimizing risk to the business that could take away all ROI of the company. Yeah. And that's a very interesting term, right? Return on revenue or income. Because we who sit in the C-suite realizes that a lot of times it is focused as that, as the opening volley to the conversation, and we just validated that there is no ROI, how do we quantify what we do to properly secure those systems? What do we yeah. do? Yeah. So the first thing is to identify the risk and say, what, okay. Here, here's the business. What's the value of this business, number one? And then if we shut everything down for five minutes, what's that cost? If we shut everything down for 50 minutes, what's that cost? If we shut everything down for five days, what's that cost? And that's the, that's the starting point to me of getting a budget to protect it. Another interesting comment. Let's talk about this one for a second. You talk about what's it going to cost us if we shut down for a defined period of time. But what we understand as entrepreneurs is that there are additional repercussions to any and all actions that we take. So if we shut down something and we can quantify that that's going to cost us X amount of dollars, how do we actually drill down on that and go, look, board? Once I shut down for five minutes and it costs us X, it's not actually going to cost us X. It's going to cost us Y because of all the secondary and third effects that it's going to ripple into. Is there a way yep. to quantify that and how important is it? So absolutely. So that's opportunity cost. And that opportunity cost is something that as a cyber professional, I wouldn't necessarily dig into, but open it up and say, mm. this is, this is the hard cost. Mm. Now, what, what else does, what's the opportunity cost associated with that? I don't know, but think about it. Maybe that's the best way to do it, right? Because everybody's going to think about it, but they're going to think about it in a different way. Absolutely. Fascinating. Uh, for those of our viewers who want to learn a little bit more about you, Greg, perhaps your company, uh, what's the best way to learn more about you and get a hold of you? Yeah, so check out our website at canari.com and look for me on LinkedIn. Um, definitely, there's more than one Greg Edwards out there. So search for Greg Edwards uh, at Canari. Question number five, our bonus question. Tell us a little bit about your favorite piece of retro technology and why it makes you smile. So this may not be as special as, as you've led up to it there, but it, it really is this 1970s vintage Yamaha receiver. And I don't think you can see that in the background, but uh, vintage Yamaha receiver from the 1970s and turntable. And the technology that is fascinating to me is the albums themselves. Like I get how digital audio works, but... I don't understand how you can get that 
much audio quality into a piece of vinyl and a bunch of lines that go around. It's fascinating to me. Love it. You know what? There's so much that we don't understand about our current day technology, let alone previous day technology. Uh, but it leads us to a, a path that we don't talk about a lot. But I mean, there's some things that should just remain magical. Let's be honest about it. It, absolutely. And that's why I've never, I'm certain that I could understand it and dig into it, but why? <laughs> <laughs> we got bigger problems like bad guys. Let's go handle those guys first. Absolutely. Wonderful. We thank you for your time and happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Boom. Thank you for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and bonus content.